I could sell your fucking kid for $20,000 in the black market and you'd never see him again. Good luck getting that kind of money for this shit box. No, no. he's a white kid no, and he's a true. male. And he's I could sell cute, him for $20,000 tomorrow on Craigslist. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. These apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. about it you're not you're not whiny about it and that's one of the things i predicted early on in the podcast that you'd be a whiny dad and you're not whiny but three months in now three months in you have uh you've had it's one of the things you and i got into a conversation about and then the question became this is my question is being a new parent can be kind of a pain in the ass but when you talk to new parents what they end up doing most of the time is they talk about the glories of having a child right and uh, the sleepless nights are worth it, and then, yeah, yeah, how wonderful it yeah. is! And they when they smile at you after a fart, oh my god! So my question, and I've never had kids. Right. You know, I've been married. I'm now in my third marriage. No kids. Right. Not planning on have kids. Right. So I don't really have a frame of reference on what it is to be a new father. Mm-hmm. And you do. Yeah. So how do you balance? Because it, it is. It's an intrusion. The baby's in charge. It right. changes everything. Like sex life gets changed. The the you know the mania of making sure you don't fuck up as a parent. So the question that I have is, how do you balance sort of the pain in the ass of being a new parent, the disruptive nature of it, with the joys of being a new parent? And how do you find the balance in there so it's not just unbearable? I, I cannot speak for every new father or new parent. No, but in this podcast, you are speaking for every new father and every new parent. And the best I can do okay. is say that anybody who says it is wonderful is full of goddamn horsey, <laughs> flaming bullshit. All right. I've got a, a good buddy of mine. He's a few months ahead of of me in, in fatherhood. And, and we'll text back and forth just about you know, kid bullshit. Um, and he said in a recent text, he said, uh, I'm so excited every time I get to wake up at a reasonable hour and be with his kid and watching his wife be a mom. Uh, you know, I don't post a lot about it on Facebook, but every day feels like another milestone. I'm honored to be able to have balls that produce healthy sperm that grow into healthy babies. And I get that. Like, yeah, this is, there are moments where, you know, my son Harry, where he, He'll smile, he'll laugh. And, and every day that goes by, he's more and more engaged. Yeah, he's, he's growing. He's and, growing and becoming human. But there is, like you said, like the balance of the kid is in charge and you can't just take off for the weekend or you can't, uh, I can't just go sailing in my new boat. Without a lot of planning. There's a lot of planning. And Katie and I have talked about this. Like, what's the big deal? We jump the train, the blue line, which is right down the street from our house. We get off of Monroe, we walk a few blocks. We get on the boat, and she's like, but this and that. And I go, so it's more difficult than it would be if we didn't have the kid. Mm-hmm. And so this is how I approach fatherhood, is that I, the kid was born into our world. And more specifically, Harry was born into my world. 
And though my life and my world has adjusted and changed for him, and that's fine, the reality is I just have to adapt my life to, well, I have a kid now and I've got to take him places or not take him places or maybe bag out on some things because I'm on baby duty and I just can't be, whatever. But I refuse to succumb to being the parent who cannot leave their child and can't do things because they have a baby and this and that. Like, I won't, I will not do that. But it's hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. And I think part of that that difficulty comes from, and God bless her because Katie is an amazing mother. She really is. And sometimes she doesn't feel that way. Well, you won't know if she's an amazing mother until he's like 15. Fair. You know, I mean, let's be honest. But she is attentive. She is yeah, she's engaged. Focused. And she's, she, wants, she wants to be yeah. the best mother she can be. Yeah, and she worries, but there's a, you know, there's a lot of hormones and you know, biological shit that you can't compete with. Reason doesn't work with it. Like, you can chill out a little bit, but you can't reason with the hormones because there's biology at play yeah. and you cannot argue with science. Uh, Unless you're a Republican. Right. Okay. Which I'm not. That's true. So I accept science as it is. Uh, but my response to my buddy when he wrote that thing was, uh, I feel that way 50% of the time. Like, the other half is general annoyance of how to not let the new reality disrupt the other parts of our lives that aren't kid, you know, parenting-centered, right? Like, that's, that's the balance. And there are moments when Harry laughs at me, you know, or, or we're just giggling or whatever the fuck it is, or he's really cute, or he'll piss in his face and laugh, or... <laughs> Uh, that's happened a couple times. Like he'll pee oh, yeah, on his yeah, face yeah, and, yeah. and then he'll laugh his fucking head off, and that's funny. Yeah, well, you know, if I could piss in my face, I might laugh too. Right. Depends on how drunk I am, but... You know, but there are times when it's like, why are you making this more difficult? If it, Even things that he's not even doing, just him existing in the world, causes tension between Katie and I and how to manage our lives. Yeah. And that's not his fault. It's Katie's fault for getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you... I, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like, is, is the burden worth... Is the burden worth it? I, I don't know. I, yes, but also, it's, I mean, 50%. It's right down the middle. Like, do I look at the kid and, every day and go, ah, oh, God, I'm, I'm so glad to be a dad. I'm so glad that I've created progeny. Yeah, no, not every day. Maybe not ever yet. I don't think that I've ever said, I'm a dad. Uh, but I have had days where I wake up and I'm like, and it's time for Harry to get up and Katie goes in there. And I'm like, no, no, let me be first. I want him to, be, I want to, like, I want to see him because he'll wake up and he's, he's fussing. And, but then we walk in there, he sees us and he just, this big, stupid, idiot fucking smile. And you're like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And not because, look at my son smiling at me. No, because it's, you like Facebook the, likes. Look at how It's really, that's really what you're and describing. And I'm not real big is, on Facebook. Yeah, what kid. you're describing is, is, is the instant gratification of mm. instant approval. It's not that. Long, okay, right? It's not that. That is a totally reasonable thing to assume. assume. Yeah, that's why I made the assumption, because I'm totally reasonable. I like that the kid wakes up first thing in the morning... And he's grumpy as shit because he just, until somebody shows up and he just wants to Like, what the fuck is life. going on? Yeah, what the he fuck He just is, wants to engage well, in the day. What, he doesn't even know what the day is yet. Doesn't matter, yeah. He just knows I'm conscious what the 
fuck is going and on? And here are these people. Where's the shit I need? I'm hungry. They're gonna or provide I'm, me with the I've things shit I need. Myself and right. help me out. They're gonna wipe my ass clean. They're gonna they're gonna play with me. They're yeah. gonna whatever. But he is every day. He wakes up happy, like an idiot. Well, no, I think that's actually a good thing. Cause I'll, I'll tell you. And I get a kick out of that. When you say that and you say like an idiot, you've kind of that that description. He wakes up every day happy. You just described a 52-year-old man sitting across from the couch. Sure. I get up every morning, and for the most part, I would say 99 days out of 100, I wake up, and I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. And then something happens, and I read Facebook, and I feel right. like shit. <laughs> right. But, you know, the thing about it is is that I don't think there's anything wrong with that impetus. So maybe with the, 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 the thing I can, you know, as a father, is maybe just never teach him to read or interact with other people. Well, my goal is that my son... that's what hell is. Absolutely. My goal is that my son will never know creativity. I do not want him to grow up to be a writer <laughs> or a creative director or create, you know, a designer, an artist like his, like his mother. Yeah. Uh, there will be no crayons in our... We will be tiger moms. He will learn to play violin and Give piano and math. That Texas is Texas interestment. Yeah, Texas yeah. instruments. Do math. That's it. Calculus. Yeah, yeah that's what you do. Uh, I mean, the hardest part for me as a as a dad is is seeing is watching Katie be a new mom and though she's great at it new moms and I at risk of speaking for all new moms yeah it's hard because Katie she just her personality she is uh, I, I don't want to say control freak because that's got a negative connotation but she likes to be at the helm she likes to be in control with her hands yeah. on the wheels at all times. Yeah, right? that's 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 uh, freak is the part that makes it sound bad. Right. She's a controller. She likes to be in charge. And the thing is, I don't think that makes her any different than anybody else. No, it's it's the human Most thing. Most people like want to be able to control. Yeah. what they want to be able to control all things, and and the the I guess the path to peace in your life is to understand that there's certain things you simply cannot be controlled, controlling of. And being okay with that—that's hard. But what's I think we've talked about this before. But the the alcoholics credo, the control yeah. the things you, yeah, you know, that's, that's the, the wisdom there, to know the difference or whatever. There literally that is, is there, and then there's some wisdom there. It's like yeah. understanding there's certain things that you have that you can you can you can control very few things. You can affect everything. Right. So it's about understanding right. that your effect may not have the result you look for, but you'll still be able to affect it some way. Right. And your anger at not being able to control it affects, perhaps right. in a negative way. Yeah. So she tries about. to, you know, she's trying to manage the kid. And there are, you know, scientific studies and books and you know, internet blogs and everything in between and beyond that say this is what to do for this. And the kid at this age needs to be awake 45 minutes, then sleep for two hours, then be awake another 45 minutes, and then asleep, and do not engage them or you know too much. And it's like, okay, fine. But that's not the reality of things. No. Because sometimes you got to take your kid out to a wedding, let's say, yeah. and you you can't put them down for a nap uh, 45 within forty five minutes. minutes. You, like you, you just shit can't. going on, yeah. And you know, my kid, you know, one of the things that Katie and I recently were d debating, not fighting over, yeah, but you know, it's like having a, a, a baby. I, I, she's like, he needs to do this and that. I go, but Katie, he's. We're the boss, sure, but he's kind of in charge. If he doesn't want to nap and will not nap, he won't fucking nap. Yeah. He'll sit there and he'll scream or he'll just be awake. And if you put him in front of something, he'll stop screaming. 
but he'll be engaged and he's getting stimulation. And according to the internet or the books, that's bad. But which is bullshit. what are we gonna do? Because he's not gonna fucking go to Here's sleep until he it? goes to sleep. The whole idea that you know, I mean, we've had our you know our friend Diane Castile said to me. You know, it's hard, but it's so worth it. My dad has said, you know, being a father is the greatest thing that ever happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Everybody says that shit. And I, I hear it. I respect it. I think it's a little bit of bullshit. Well, I don't think it's bullshit. It's if you talk to anybody that went through the military that didn't have their fucking legs blown off. Yeah. Or come back with PTSD, we'll say, well, the best thing that ever happened to me is I went to the military. The military and I yeah. learned. It, it, that thing is, it really is how you reframe your experience. Because I can think of plenty yeah. of parents that probably would not say, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And I can think of a lot of kids that would probably say, yeah, my parents were shitholes. So I, I think, I think that's the six, that, that is the sign of someone that feels like they have done the best they could yeah. and feel good about their contribution to their child's experience. But you don't find anybody. If, you're, if you were a complete fuck up, and like rob banks for your meth addict thing and, and, and randomly fuck dogs in the street in the ass, I can't imagine your dad would say, so being a dad was the best thing that ever happened to me because you're a huge failure as a human being. So I can't imagine that he would say, being a father right. was the I, best I, thing I don't know. Maybe, like, that's the thing is it maybe yeah. depends on how your kids turn out. And I'm only yeah. three months in. It's yeah. still early to tell. Do I love my kid? Yeah. Yeah, I love my kid. But not because he... Not, not in the way that I love... kid. Well, no, I love him be... I mean, this is my, my whole argument about, you know, yeah, the, the okay, existence yeah, yeah. Of, of conditional love and unconditional love, because I don't... Which I've written about on Literary yeah. but unconditional love is doesn't exist. The unconditional love that people talk about, you know, a parent's love for a child, the condition is that it's their child. My dad would love me and I know this for sure. My dad would love me, even if I was fucking dogs, fucking in, dogs the in, in the street, randomly up the ass. He might be extremely disappointed, but he will still love me and would do anything to defend me in court. Yeah. Uh, but that's only because I'm his kid. If I were just, if it, if it was you, he would not defend me. And I called me up my dad and I said, da "Dad, look, Down's in some legal trouble. He needs an attorney." Uh, and well, okay, been, David, I'm happy to help your he's friend. Been I like dogs. Sex. Yeah, he's been uh, having sex with dogs. What did he do? He's been fucking dogs in the alley. Dude, no, I can't help you with that. That there is fucked go. up and gross. Yeah. But if it were me, yeah, he'd, well, I will do anything for you. Because, I mean, that's the condition. So when I get arrested for fucking dogs in the alley, what we do is we start with, it's David that's done it. Right. And then he agrees, and then we go, well, actually, it was Don. And then he goes, that's gross. He goes, well, you fucking hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's exactly right. All right, as long as we go that direction. So there's it. always a condition to love. Like, even you and Dana... Or me and Kate, anybody married? Like, See, I'm gonna I love you occasionally. No, they the, love you up until a point. No, where this, this you, is you the know. thing, and, and and it's one of the things we talked about. Is I can say that both my first two marriages were very conditional. But there's a certain point where I and I, it's I've I've thought about this a lot. Is what are the conditions of my love for dating? And I don't have any. And there's something, I don't believe that. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's, I, I really don't. Well, I'm not calling you a liar. I no, just don't believe no, it. Just what like, are the non-conditions? I mean, well, I mean, I don't have any conditions. I love her as she is. Um, I take the good and the bad. You know, she's got a mean streak. I've got a mean streak. You know, I mean, so you know, it's 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 that. I can't think of 
anything. And then, you know, maybe, and maybe I'm just being short-sighted because I'm in love with her, but I can't think of anything that she could do that would not make, that, that would somehow be a condition for my love. And I've thought about this a lot, you know, because I've been married, this is my third marriage, and right. I don't want to have another one. Right. I don't want, not only do I not want to have another marriage, but I don't want to be in a life without her as my wife. So, well, but let's set this up. It. Let's go yeah. real extreme. Let's All say right, let's that go. next Thanksgiving, you guys drive to Kansas. Sure. You see your family. Sure. And Dana ends up scissoring your sister and then killing your mom and your stepdad. Oh, I'd want her in prison, but I'd still love her. Would you love her? Yeah. I mean, I'd be fucking furious. I'd, you know, I'd want her to pay a price for the, the, the horrible things she did. But I wouldn't feel... I mean, I, I, mean, I, I the thing well, about, about it is, that argument I is can't that... possibly know how I would feel, but my, this is the thing. I can't see her ever doing that. Doesn't matter. But if this she did it, I would have to figure... I mean, it's like, you know, we had a conversation not too long ago on the beach. It's like, the thing about it is, if she decided to, to go fuck around, I'd work it out. Why? Because I'm not committed to her fidelity to me. Okay, but there's degrees of I'm committed that. to like her as a human being. Why did she being. fuck around? Who did she fuck around None with? None of that what matters. Kind of around? It we does work, matter. Well, no, the thing is... It we, does matter because we there are things that, that she out. could do. But that, we, that, that thing is you as a couple... And again, we the, talked about this. You don't commit to in a marriage. And this is just from somebody that's married three times and I think I'm figuring something, some things out about I, it. I... Yep. I agree you don't, that. you don't commit to sex... You don't commit to the romance. You don't commit to the good, gushy feelings of love. You commit to a human being. Right. And in that way, marriage isn't that different than having a kid. You are committed to this person. Right. Come what may, no matter what. That's what the whole vow of for richer, for poorer. I mean, there's yeah. an argument against monogamy. But, and I don't necessarily disagree with the idea that we're maybe not the most monogamous creatures, but I also think... As adult human beings, you have to decide, I'm going to commit and dedicate myself to sort of an ethos, sort of an ethics, sort of a way of living. And when I got married, for richer, for poorer, for, you know, better or worse, you kill my parents or not, I mean, it, it is, it's all-encompassing. So while it wouldn't be easy if she killed my sister my sister and killed my parents... Well, she didn't be, kill your sister. She no. just scissored her. Oh, well... But she killed your oh, parents. Oh, she fucked my sister. Yeah, scissor fucking. That's when you said scissored, I thought, you know... Oh, no. Be, that'd be kind of gross. I'm but. thinking sexy shit. Okay. Yeah. But so she is, scissors your sister and then takes... I, would I just say takes some scissors and yeah. then kills your would mom I, and your Would dad. I have a yeah. problem? Yeah. Would well, I be I very so, yeah. upset? Would, would there be all kinds of repercussions? Would I be a little miffed? Sure, Would there be repercussions? Yeah. But the thing is, I've made the commitment to this human being for the rest of my life and I have to honor that commitment and if I can't honor that commitment I shouldn't have made it in the first place. Except that the argument can easily be made that Dana who equally and I feel bad that we're making Dana the bad guy yeah, here. She's, but, yeah. Um, but Dana made that commitment as well. Yeah. And by scissoring your sister which is f fucking with seriously fucking with family dynamics sure. here and then murdering your parents Yeah. She is taking that trust and that love that you had for her, or that you have together, and that you had for the that you guys shared with your 
yeah. joint families now. She's taking that and going, fuck it, I don't care. And this is the thing, is this goes so, back to our, our conversation about friendship. I can't control her commitment level. But how can you love somebody? And I, well, let me rephrase it. I was going to say, how can you love somebody who doesn't love you back? Because I believe by those actions that Dana made in this weird in hypothetical. this weird fucked up hypothetical. Or that yeah. all of our exes made, or that we made with our exes, yeah. where we broke the bond of trust and safety and whatever the fuck else exists Here's in a loving relationship. Is we break trust every day with yeah, but, everybody. But so it's on. not that sacred. Trust but is they, not that sacred a thing. It's a thing we break on a routine basis. But you, you can ways fall out of love with people because this person didn't... Did you love... Hang on. Did you love Tyler? Yeah. Do you love Tyler now? No. Why? Because I made no... I mean, we were friends. This is the thing. Because he broke the trust. The well, trust was shattered. That, that, that exists. Yes, the that, trust that, was shattered. But this, that is, the, agreement. this is the thing. Um, and this is what I believe. And I, I've said, you and I have had this conversation. Is I can't control Tyler's commitment to me as a friend. I can only control my own. Right. And, and so can, if I decide choose, that I am to Tyler's friend, you don't love Tyler, Tyler decided not to be my friend and treated me in such a, an egregious way that I decided that I no longer wanted to maintain that friendship. But that was my choice and it had very little to do with his. So in the conversation matter, about Dana, that ends the I never, but I never made a lifelong commitment to Tyler. So I've made a lifelong commitment to Dana and that is on me. That's not on her. If she decides she doesn't want to be married to but me. You made a lifelong is... commitment to two other women too. Yeah, I did. And? and they didn't want to be with me. And do you still love them? No. So what was the condition that failed or what I'm saying is that affected th that? This thing's, what I'm saying is I anticipate, and this is what I understand about it is I think there's probably times when my mother and my father fall out of love with each other. I disagree. I think that they fall... They love each other. They fall out of that romantic, okay, sexy... They, they don't like each other sometimes. They don't right? like each yeah, other yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And the thing about it is, if you marry because of the in-love romanticism, if you marry because of that sort of... If you marry for the fireworks, film, you're fucked. Then you're fucked. Yeah. Because that's not what longevity is about. Longevity is about is a commitment. boring love. Well, I mean, it's about commitment through the times that aren't good. If you can't handle the hard times... Right then you shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. You know, you're not marrying, marrying time. So that's the thing is, there's not anything. There, there might come a time in year 10 where Dane and I aren't really, like, on the same page. Right. But I am committed to this person. Sure. For the rest of my life. Now, granted, she gets the shit into that stick because I'm... Because you're not going anywhere. I'm fucking... I'm ready to die tomorrow. So yeah. she might, you know, whatever. Not really. But, but, but in those 10 years, you know, something could happen where one of you or both of you go... I'm just fucking done. And if that happens, we have that conversation. I'm not going to be the person that says that. Doesn't matter. That can end. No, I, if it if is. If you had a kid, you could never say, I mean, well, you could. You're not my son anymore. People do it all the time. But that condition exists. But that condition exists. You and Dana have no conditions. No. Other no. than you treat each other with respect. That's and it. you are attracted to each other and you yeah. have fun together and whatever yeah. other, you know, little or big bullshit. Yeah. You know. You know, and the thing about it is when it comes to, because I, I, I agree with you, there are always conditions to certain things, but that's a choice. Placing conditions on a commitment is a choice that you make. 
And I you all you have to do to remove that condition is to make a choice to remove it. I think that those who who apply conditions, but Don, there is a way out. You can get a divorce. Of, exactly. You can and get I, a divorce. I can never I divorce my kid. Yes, you can actually. Plenty of people do. But he's still by blood. And let's say that let's say that Harry at so fifteen or eighteen. Blood? Blood Let's say he says, dick. I don't want to be, I, I want to divorce, like, this what is isn't the fucking, Culkin divorce this isn't his parents, the, right? This isn't fucking Kentucky in 1945. No, but hang on a There's second. No blood rights. Yes, you there decide, are. If you decide to un, to conditionally untether yourself to your son, it is totally doable in this day and age. The legality I of it is. I could sell your fucking kid for $20,000 in the black market and you'd never see him again. Good luck getting that kind of money for this shit box. No, no. he's a white kid no, and he's a true. male. He's I could sell cute, him for $20,000 tomorrow on Craigslist. But here's the thing. Let's say my kid turns 18 and Harry says, I'm divorcing my parents, whatever the Macaulay yeah, yeah, did, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legally, there's no responsibility. Yeah. But if Harry goes off and he, you know, becomes a hermit yeah. and ends up dying on some remote island and whatever and they find his body and there's no, n- nobody to claim him. His next of kin is his divorced father because yeah. of blood. Yeah. That is the condition. Yeah. I am, I am that's forever a le- attached no, to that's, this kid. The thing is, that's a legal condition, not a personal condition. Again, I will go back to it. All right, that's those fair. those who place condition on their com- those who place conditions on their commitment lack character. But I think that conditions are what cause commitment. I disagree. You make the commitment based on information, which are a result of the you make the commitment. That you're in. You, well, you've got information, but if the information changes, that doesn't mean the commitment changes. Sure, it does. No, if it com- if if your commitment changes based on new information, then it is a lack of character. If you made a promise, you made a promise. You stick by that promise or you're a child. I don't think it's that black and white. I think it's pretty black and white. You're dealing with human emotions here. I, human well, you know feelings. what? And you know what? There's enough science. You said earlier that you follow science. There's enough science that says emotions are flawed on almost every level. They're real. Right. But that's why I'm saying that, that your emotions don't mean shit. Your emotions are not, the commitment. But no, your emotions are not. That's the thing. I'm not committed to Dana from my emotions. I made a choice as a rational human being. Okay, yeah. The, the fact that I love her and that I have emotions for it's her. It's just a bonus. Well, they fueled that decision, but ultimately. So what were the rational reasons the decision, you married Dana? Because I want to be with someone. Because I want to be with someone that I can enjoy on a regular basis, that, that, that I have things in common with, that I have conversations with, okay. whose art I respect. So why not marry me? Well, because you don't have a vagina, and I met you her first. You don't fucking know that. I met How her first. How dare you? I met her first. Technically, you didn't. Technically, technically you blew me off. Technically, I blew you, met you me off. And blew exactly. me off. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and she blew me off, and then it was like, you just didn't play hard enough to get. Maybe that's what it was. No, that's, it's probably because I don't have a vagina. Yeah, I, I think hard. it's the lack of vagina, yeah. to be honest with you, because I'm just not, you know... You know, well, but, but I, I think, I mean, going back to the original... I mean, you do have a rich family that would have been if it had been Yeah, if we more. keep buying boats, we're not going to yeah. be rich anymore. But going back to the ultimate question is, you know, is parenthood worth it? Because it is, I, I think about the condition of it, and is it is it worth it? Is the burden worth it? Is the headache worth it? It depends on the day, man. Like, do I regret... That the kid is born. Do I look at him and go, you little fucker, I wish you weren't here. Never. I've, Never. I've not yeah. done that. Have I held him and whispered sweetly into his ear? 
you're a fucking nightmare. You have got to pull your shit together and help your mother and help me. You're making our lives really hard. You're making us hate each other. We don't know how to clean dishes anymore, you little fucking monster. Go the fuck to sleep. I love you, okay? Does that help? Go the fuck to sleep. Those conversations have happened. Yeah. And that's about the extent of parenthood. Like, it's it's this constant, the thing, this it's the fucking thing. miserable. Is and you are, this thing is, you're yeah. not, you may not always love your child, because I know my mother did not always love me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she will say, oh, I always loved you, you're the greatest. No, no, no. Nah, I remember, bullshit. I yeah. remember. And that is where the unconditional comes in. Unconditional is not that you never not love the person, that you never want to strangle them or maybe drown them in a fucking bathtub. <laughs> unconditional means you've made a commitment that is larger than your emotional connection. And if you are unable... But love to is make, an emotion, so to love well, yeah, somebody, but you have to be well, emotionally invested. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not, that's the thing. I'm not saying those you're not emotionally invested, right off in love. terms of unconditional commitment... And maybe that's what I'm saying, is it's not about unconditional love, it's about unconditional commitment. Those are two different things. Unconditional commitment okay. Is, okay. All right. yep. that's what we're talking okay. semantically, sure. is sure. that I think maybe maybe all love is conditional on some level, but commitment is not. And I would call unconditional commitment lazy and weak. Oh, I disagree. I think I think well, if I you think make a lazy prom- and weak. If you make a promise and you've decided this is how I'm going, it what it is is I'm willing to go through the hard stuff. I'm willing to work through like an adult the difficult problems of somebody that is not me, that I cannot control, but that Don, I cannot agree promises, with all How many the time. promises have you made or that were made to you? Millions. Broken. Millions. My eighth grade girlfriend said uncounted. she loved me forever. I've got it in writing. Yeah, uncounted. I've got the notes to the say I will is, always but love that's you. The thing is, Dana never promised me that she would love me forever. She Smart promised girl. me that she would be married to me forever. Okay. And that is a different... Okay, that's different. That's a different commitment. Okay. All right. Does that mean she's going to love me forever? No, she might hate I, fucking guts we're she's gonna be married I, to you. The thing is, we're married But that's for not as long love. As I, yeah. That's if marriage. We're married and marriage is not love. As long as I think love. we're going to be married, which will be until I'm, she's wiping my ass and I don't remember my name, yeah. there are going to be times when she probably doesn't just absolutely love me. Yeah. Where she's like, God damn it, I can't fucking take this boring old man. Right. But she's committed, so it so she'll get past it. There are ways to work. That's the difference between an adult and a child. A child goes with what is easy. An adult says, this is going to be hard, but it is ultimately worth it in the long run. It's not about immediate gratification. Right. It is about long-term health. Look at benefits. Is it fun to work out? For some people, it is. For most people, it sucks. However, changing your habit makes you feel better in the long run. It's right. certainly better than that goddamn slice of pizza. But the slice of pizza right. is easy and it's right in front of you. And it's delicious. Yeah. And a child but you says, feel better. I'd rather yeah. eat the pizza than work out. Yeah. And that's okay, but, but I think it that's, is that's, that's removing love, which is an emotion. It's not about removing love. It it's is. About, if you're removing the emotion, shutting it down, you're I'm just taking saying, love out of it. No, now I'm you're not taking about, love out of it. I'm saying love has to be there. But it, but, but I it also doesn't. Know, For Dana an, to stay married with you, she doesn't have to emo- love you. No. How many people emotion, do we know that are married that don't love each other? Plenty. But right? they're not happily married. And that is where love comes well, in. That's love right. comes in. Right. That but it marriage makes, doesn't necessarily mean you no, have to be No, marriage happy. is a construct. It's a, it's a contract. Right. It's a I mean, Jesus Christ, you and I could get to a point where we fucking hate each other. Sure. And we get to, we're at that point where like, we cannot have the ape cast anymore because 
the ape cast exists on our good relationship. It's like, it's like Lennon and McCartney at the end of the Beatles. Exactly. Yeah. But we got to keep the the blog going. We got to keep yeah, the website. Yeah, we got to keep the website know. going. Yeah. So we'll figure out a way to do that. Yeah. We still hate each other. It's about commitment. Commitment is what adults do. But the love is faded, and things when love fades because. But see, you assume it that can. love fades and then it goes away, but that's not how love works. But it does. No. Love, love does fade. No. Love goes away. This thing is, love is a malleable thing. And if there's anything that I know and I believe is that you can love someone and then not like them so much. And if you just, if you just give it time and patience, the love comes back. Love is an emotion just like anger. Just like, it's not this precious fucking sacred thing. Right. Yeah, love it's, will it's a, come back yeah. if you commit to it. That's, love is not about that blush of first light. Right. That's not love. That's not infatuation. That's yeah. sex. Yeah. Love is about that's, the commitment. And more than sex, it's coming. Yeah. Love, well, yeah, <laughs> always. But love is about the commitment. Love is about the experience. That's why you can look at somebody that's been married for 50 years and know... Yeah, maybe they haven't had sex in 20. Sure. Maybe they don't always like everything. Maybe they've just got shit they do, and maybe they're fooling around on other on each other with other people. Yeah. The fact is they stay together, and they love each other, and they respect each other enough to stay together. There's something... That's why when we look at like those movies, those documentaries, you see some you know, an old couple that have been together for 60 years, you oh. just get this... No, even you go... Oh, that is so sweet. Why is it sweet? It's not sweet. It's fucking balls. I do it it's with fucking with the movie Iron up. Spine. I do it with the movie Fuck Up you. because I'm it's committed. only five minutes long, and I'm like, I'm okay, committed to you, and I made that commitment, and we've got to respect that kind of that kind of fortitude it deserves respect. Here's the thing. I disagree with like eighty percent of what you're saying. I totally respect it, and I get it. Yeah. And frankly, I love you more because of the way you think of it. But I gotta take a piss. So we're gonna, um, that's my condition. That's it. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. All right, my first is a read. Um, read, uh, read the Paris Review. Oh yeah. Literary magazine, literary book, I don't know. It's sort of like literate, but for like high-minded people. Yeah, I mean the Paris Review is like the literary. It's a big deal. Magazine, pub, you know, it's a big deal. There's great, there's great nonfiction. There's great fiction. Um, there's great interviews. Uh, fantastic. If you don't have to subscribe, you know, to the you can the, get the online book. if you want. Get it online. Although I've got their newsletter. There's good the shit. The thing there. is, my yeah. exam, my my preference is for especially for Paris Review is hard copy. There's something about the hard copy of that that is I get way it. better than and online. I've got a and I like Paris reading reviews. online. Yeah. I like reading online, yeah. but that's one I like to. Yeah. All right, my first is a C. Uh, nothing without accompanies. And they're a theater company in town. Um, they're doing a production of Not One Batu at Burger Park Coach House. The thing is, I haven't seen it. It's about Hawaiian meth. Ooh. I have not seen the play, but... Pineapple last, flavored. Now. Yeah. My last experience with this company in this space, in Burger House Coach House, at, uh, with uh, nothing without a company, was fucking remarkable. It was a really amazing experience. A lot of fun. Very creative group. So I'm, gonna re- I'm just going to recommend it uh, sight unseen, but I highly recommend if you're going to support some local theater, Nothing Without a Company is a company you want to support because they're just they just super creative and they're really nice folks. Great. Okay. Uh, so my next thing is a listen. It's uh, Dig It Up. They have not, they made one album, came out in 2004. 
a band called Volcano. I'm still excited. Mm. Uh, it was Mark Duplass's uh, band. Okay. Mark Duplass, if you're not familiar, he's he's a filmmaker now. He did um, Jeff Who Lives at Home, Together, or Togetherness, I think is what the yeah. HBO show was called. Um, but he was an indie rocker for a moment. And it's it's like 2004 polyvinyl record label sound. I mean, it's, it is of its time. It's solid shit. But it's, it's good shit, so give it a go. All right, my uh, second is in Listen. It's a podcast called Ear Hustle. And what's fascinating about it is it's a podcast about San Quentin prison life, and it's made by the prisoners. Ooh. And what's really interesting about it is the co-founders, uh, Erlon Woods and Antoine Williams, they're also inmates. And this is what I like about the whole podcast thing is that anybody can do it. But what's really the best about it is it's just stories from these inmates. But this is not, oh, prison is the worst mm. shit and look how racist. This is like prisoners telling stories that are funny. Almost like the fun part of it's, prison. It's, right? it, 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 you know, it's not the, yes, it's, 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 it's maybe not the fun part of prison, but the funny part of prison. Okay. It is a really good podcast to remind you that because it's easy to forget that prisoners are also people. Yeah. And they have the same bullshit foibles and pettiness and sure. relationship problems in prison that we have outside of prison. And right. so it's, it, I highly recommend it. It's just really, it's super entertaining in a very weird way. Okay. Yeah. Ear hustle. So my last thing to do this week is look up your ex, Ziz's parents. <laughs> Google them, look up their obituary, Facebook, whatever. Eh, fuck it. Why not? That's just creepy. We, we talked shit. about ex's parents yes, not too did. long we ago, did. so you know. So, all right, there you go. It's on your thinking mind. Thinking about it, yeah. My third thing and last thing is a read. Um, a couple weeks ago, I talked about longreads.com. This is also from longreads.com. It is called Politics and Prose by Marie Myungoke Lee. Okay. And what's really good about it is it's, it's a, a very long, it's just like a 25 minute read, but it's an essay about sort of examining one's role in protesting a government gone haywire and how to do that responsibly but with a certain, amount, a certain amount of, of ethics. Okay. You know? okay. And it's, it, it basically is what does speaking up mean in, an incre in increasingly private spaces. It's a really okay. good breakdown of, because she breaks down, she talks about protest and politics and how to deal with it in the 60s and how it's different now. And then her struggle on trying to find sort of a way to be activist protest without being a fucking strident dickhead. Mm. That's probably not how she would have put it. It's better written. Maybe than she that. should have put it that way. But that's yeah. kind of what I got. And it's, it's actually really good. I really recommend it. Cool. And that's it. That's that the is podcast. It. That's the end. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 